Well, hello, my fellow fanatical elves. This is the Cleveland Oracle Speaks. I am the Village Elliot. I attempt to tell you about the past, present, and future of the Cleveland Browns. My topic today is Amari Cooper, the offensive MVP of the Cleveland Browns. And in particular, should the Browns keep him, trade him, or extend him this offseason? It's a very complicated problem. Uh, Andrew Berry, of course, is the man who will be making the decision on that. We'll try to think along with Andrew and see what we can come up with. Let me turn down to music, which is provided, by the way, by Freesound Music, a uh, volunteer contribution service. It's uh, royalty-free, but I like to contribute to them because without them, there wouldn't be any music for this show. So thank you, Freesound Music. And um, I'm also going to adjust the sound here to make it more conducive to speech. Just one second here while I do that, as I do on every show. And um, check that box and this one. And it should be a lot better now. Okay. All right. So here we are. And I want to talk about Amari Cooper, who was absolutely brilliant in 2023, despite the fact that he played half the season with uh, backup to the backup to the backup quarterbacks. He had a uh, rookie in Dorian Thompson uh, Robinson. And then he also had uh, P.J. Walker, who is a veteran, but uh, really uh, typically a third-string quarterback in his career and not really a premier quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. So it was a difficult uh, season for Amari Cooper. The circumstances were difficult, but he managed to persevere and was absolutely brilliant. And when he was catching balls from uh, Deshaun Watson and um, and then later uh, in the season, he did really, really well uh, when he was uh, – teamed, of course, uh, with the Baltimore Ravens former quarterback. That really worked out very, very well. And we'll talk about that uh, as we go along, too. All right. So let me uh, get my PowerPoint uh, up and ready. If you'll give me, indulge me for just a minute. I'm going to share a screen. Window. Oracle Speaks. Here he is. And there's my... PowerPoint and from the beginning, there we go. And um, so there's Amari Cooper. Uh, thank you for Browns Fan UK at Browns Fan UK on Twitter. Provides a really nice picture of Amari Cooper there. And then also a counterpoint to that is a um, post from at Roll Pats, which uh, for those who have video is kind of lusting for Amari Cooper to be traded to the New England Patriots so that he can pair with Marvin Harrison Jr., who they want to draft number one. And I think actually that's a pretty good sentiment from at Rule Pats. Uh, a lot of people want them to draft a quarterback just because he's a quarterback. I'm not sure that there is, a, you know, a superstar quarterback to be had uh, by the New England Patriots in the draft. Everybody's all excited that there's going to be five or six franchise quarterbacks in the draft. They have that every year. It's usually not true. If you look at the, you know, who is really actually a franchise quarterback, there's about one every two years. There's not five per year. Get serious, NFL fans. You, you got to think straight about this. And in fact, the general managers 
are just as bad as the fans when they draft these guys so high in the first round. It's absolutely crazy. I don't know that there is a surefire franchise quarterback in this draft. Um, you know, they did have one last draft. Uh, that was C.J. Stroud. This draft, I'm not sure that there is. I think there's a lot of guys that can become first-round draft, or excuse me, uh, first-string quarterbacks in the NFL with uh, two or three years of seasoning, but I don't know. I think probably if they could get Marvin Harrison Jr. and they could trade for Amari Cooper, that would be an interesting deal. So I think there is going to be that uh, attempt to make a deal with the Cleveland Browns by teams like the New England Patriots. Patriots, of course, have the Browns' former offensive coordinator, and that's why that's particularly intriguing as a possibility. All right. But Amari Cooper was the 2023 Browns MVP. Uh, Deshaun Watson, of course, and and uh, Nick Chubb would normally be the candidates. They were disqualified because of injury, unfortunately. But uh, Amari was just so outstanding that he might have been the best player on the Browns anyway. Uh, he was that outstanding. Most of the time, he was double covered. And a lot of the times, as I mentioned, he had to catch balls from P.J. Walker and Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who are not, at this point in their careers, the greatest of NFL quarterbacks. That held his numbers down. Uh, I said last season that I believed that Cooper could be an all-pro with the right quarterback throwing to him. And if you look at the four games in which Deshaun Watson played extensively, and I'm not counting the Indianapolis game where he only threw five passes before he uh, got injured, but Cooper had 480 receiving yards in four games. That's 120 yards per game. Now, was that a fluke? Well, he had four games also with Joe Flacco, and in one of those games he became the Browns' all-time single-game receiver with 265 yards versus Houston, and then the total for those four games was 485 yards. So he averaged 121 yards per game um, in the four games he had with Joe Flacco. So if you look, if you extend that out, uh, he was really, when he had a veteran star quarterback, he was on a pace for 2,000 yards. It was absolutely insane. So I think that the comment that Cooper uh, could be an all-pro and, you know, at the time I made that comment, he was catching balls from uh, DTR. Um, I think that was pretty well taken, if I may say so. Uh, he didn't make the uh, all-pro team, but he did make his seventh Pro Bowl. Um, you know, seven Pro Bowls is a lot. That's kind of on a, a uh, Hall of Fame trajectory if you make seven Pro Bowls. That's a lot of Pro Bowls, man. So um, before I go on with that, I want to do a commercial on behalf of a book called The Chubbs. It's about the family of uh, Nick Chubb and also Bradley Chubb, also playing in the NFL, and talks about how their family uh, lived actually not as slaves, but they were free African-Americans living in uh, very rural Georgia in a community which became known as Chubbtown. Uh, they owned a blacksmith shop, farms, sawmill, cotton gin, wagon company, gristmill, syrup mill. Um, and it persisted uh, through the Civil War, although a lot was destroyed by a flood in 1916 that 
Chubb Chapel still exists there. Um, but anyway, the book, The Chubbs, was written, compiled by Clemmy B. Watley, Ph.D. It's available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, eBay, and other uh, vendors on the Internet. Check it out. Uh, it's a must for anybody that's interested in the uh, history of antebellum United States of America. And also football fans will find it also fascinating because of Nick Chubb. It's just just an incredible story. I bought it. I appreciated it very much. That's why I'm passing it on to you. And I'll pause now for uh, other commercial announcements. Thanks to Johnny Cleveland. On some of the platforms, it'll be a two or three minute interlude. On other platforms, it'll just be a five second pause, which I'll start now. And we're back. So let's talk about Amari Cooper's contract and what it means to the Cleveland Browns. He's due $20 million in salary in 2024. $20 million in salary in 2024. But um, <clears throat> the cap number is uh, actually $23.8 million, which includes $3.8 million in non-recoverable bonus money. Okay, that's remember that the bonus money is paid in one lump sum, but the charges to the cap are spread out over the years in the contract. Uh, so that's why, uh, even though he signed his extension uh, last year, his bonus is, uh, part of his bonus is charged to this year. He also has some uh, additional bonus years in 2025 and I think 2026, even though he's not actually uh, signed up to play in those years, the bonus can actually extend for more years than the contract actually covers for his playing time, which, okay, that makes no sense, but that's the way the NFL has got it set up. Those are called voidable years. So uh, those things will be charged to the Browns cap immediately if he's traded. So there'll be an additional $7.6 million that will come into play if they were to trade him. Uh, the net net is, is that if they trade Cooper, they will recover $12.5 million, $12.5 million from this year's cap. And um, they'll also recover money from the 2025 cap and 2026 cap. But um, so, okay, uh, it is, there is a payback if they decide to trade him. Uh, why would they do that? Well, um one reason is that they're currently $20 million over this, the 2024 cap, and they need to reduce that uh, very soon by the uh, start of the fiscal year um, in uh, uh, March. I think it's in like March, March 20th or something like that. But anyway, they need to, to uh, get that uh, $20 million over the cap um, fixed immediately, and then by and by, they need to clear an additional $10 million or so for replacement players that they will need over the course of the season, and they also need to have a practice squad. So those dollars are very important. Oh, and by the way, they're also planning to have an NFL draft this season, and those draft picks also expect to get paid. So uh, there's no rule that says that they have to have uh, draft players, if they have to sign them, but I think they would want to, don't you think? So they're going to have to have some additional money. 
Uh, one way that they can do that, and the, the largest way, is by extending Deshaun Watson. Also, if they extend Nick Chubb, they'll get some cap relief in the year one. And so all told, that will probably make uh, at least $30 million, probably 35 or something like that. So they'll be able to do that. They'll be able to afford it. They do not have to cut Amari Cooper in order to make their salary cap. Okay, They do not have to do that. Uh, but it is tight. You know, if you if you are of the mind that, oh, I want to sign this free agent, I want to sign that free agent, I want to make this move and make that move. Well, you can't do all of that um, unless you do something more than extend Deshaun Watson and uh, Nick Chubb. You're going to have to make some cuts, maybe uh, cut or trade an offensive lineman. And uh, you would have to think about uh, making a trade for Amari Cooper. There's not a lot of ways that the Browns can logically reduce their uh, salary cap limit uh, this season. So for years, the Browns were kind of immune to that because they always had a positive balance, but that has been spent out. This is the first year that they've actually gone negative. Um, all right. So the uh, wide receiver room looks like this for those who have video we normally have six people in the wide receiver room, and there's at best five names that we can attach to the wide receiver room. At best five, and really maybe only four that make sense at the moment. Amari Cooper, of course, is the offensive MVP. He's the wide receiver number one. No problem with that. Even at this point, it starts to drop off significantly. Wide receiver two is currently Cedric Tillman. He's a talented wide receiver, but he was inconsistent. A lot of times it seemed to me, at least, that he gave up on plays, uh, started to assume that the play was over, and then it wasn't over, and he was actually targeted. Uh, and there he is jogging away uh, as if the play was over, and uh, Flacco or Watson is trying to complete a pass to him, and that looked really bad. So we need to see some more hustle out of Cedric Tillman. Maybe some more game awareness would be a, a uh, phrase that would describe what's needed there. Uh, rookies do make a lot of mistakes, and uh, hopefully Tillman will be one of the rookies that learns from his mistakes and improves. But uh, I think that's a question mark. We want to see uh, that he's really going to improve, not just assume that he's going to improve. He didn't do enough last season, needs to do more. Uh, speaking of more, uh, Elijah Moore had a very good season for the Browns as the slot receiver. Uh, he's not really a big guy. I think there's an injury concern there, but we do like Elijah Moore. He established himself very well. He came as the result of a draft trade where we traded a second-round pick wound up with a third-round pick, which became Cedric Tillman, and also Elijah Moore uh, came over from the New York Jets. So that was a good deal. Wide receiver four is David Bell. David Bell was a draft pick uh, last season, or 2022, I should say, and he's a, a very good possession receiver. You throw the ball to him, he catches it. Pretty simple. He's not a guy with breakaway speed. Maybe you could compare him to Jarvis Landry, but I think you can rely on him to catch passes. So I think he's very definitely uh, worthy of a spot on the roster and uh, like David uh, very much. Um, 
you know, he can probably start for you if, if necessary, but wide receiver four seems like a good position for him. Wide receiver five, uh, Michael Woods. I'm not sure why the Browns drafted him. He was not a star in college. He, he was a four five five guy or something like that in the 40-yard dash at the Combine. Uh, did not demonstrate exceptional hands, um, not exceptional speed, did not have exceptional production in college. Nevertheless, the Browns liked him and drafted him. Uh, they think that he can catch balls in traffic, I guess, but uh, we'll see about that. At the moment, he's got 45 NFL yards, uh, all achieved as a rookie. He was on IR all of last season. We don't have a wide receiver number six. You normally have six wide receivers on a typical NFL roster. There isn't a number six wide receiver right now. Somebody is going to have to be obtained uh, either as a, a signing from uh, a recycled veteran or an undrafted free agent, or the Browns are going to have to draft somebody in this upcoming draft. But it, uh, it's not just wide receivers. It's also the tight end room is also thin. Harrison uh, Bryant is going to be leaving this season as a free agent. If they if the Browns don't re-sign him, they're left with David Njoku. Okay, now that's not a problem. He also made the Pro Bowl last season, so we we love David. And then Jordan Akins, I think, is 32 years old, and... Um, He's the second tight end, and he went from um, around 500 yards with Houston in 2022, and then he had 100 and some for the Browns in 2023. So he had a significant drop-off in production when he went from Houston um, to Cleveland. Now, the, the advantage that he has is that he's familiar with uh, Deshaun Watson, caught a lot of balls from him in his career. But he did not have a good year in 2023, and um, we've got to really keep an eye on him. You know, is does he still have it or not? I think he needs to prove that in training camp. Uh, but the Browns' depth problem in tight end is even worse than it is at uh, wide receiver. They're going to have to come up with at least one tight end and probably two, and it's. The Browns, by the way, like to run the two tight end offense or the two tight end formation, I should say. They use a lot, like to use that. They used that in Houston when Deshaun Watson was the quarterback there. Um, and there's nothing tactically wrong with a two tight end formation, but you actually have to have two tight ends for that to work. You can't just throw a uh, ineffective tight end in that position and expect great things to happen just because you have two tight ends. No, you have to have a quality individual at that position in order to work. So I think the Browns do have depth problems. If they were to trade Amari Cooper, they would have to replace him with two people at least. They need to sign an additional wide receiver and an additional tight end. Um, so maybe they might do that. They might go for a younger wide receiver and a draft pick, something like that. But it's um, that's a tough proposition. And um, so what do they need to do as an overarching strategy for uh, Amari Cooper? 
I think his his uh, cap number is actually not that hard, not that large. You may think that it's a huge number. It sounds really giant. But there are 13 other wide receivers at the moment that are currently drawing more as a cap charge for the 2024 season. And um, uh, I don't believe that there are 13 wide receivers in the NFL that would be more valuable to the Cleveland Browns than Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper is that good. He's definitely worth the investment, particularly because it's not a multi-year contract at this point. It's only one season. So Cooper was an overachiever. If the Browns were to keep him just for one year at the $20 million per year figure, that's probably a fair price to pay. Um, now, the Browns could also try to extend him, give him a pay raise, and their typical modus operandi would be to ex dump the additional extended charges into 2025, into 2026, that may not be the right answer. Um, might be great for the near term, but uh, he'll be 32 in 2026. And those budgets, the 2025 and 2026 budgets, are already under duress because the Browns have made a lot of guaranteed contracts, a lot of multi-year contracts, and there's not a lot of cap room even at this point in 2025 and 2026. So I don't think that they can just extend contracts and dump the money into future years. I think there will have to be a pullback, uh, and certainly in 2026 and probably 2025. Uh, and you know, you, you think to yourself, "Oh, I don't care about the futures. I only care about this year. We only care about this year. We're not going to worry about the future." But that's not true. The future will come, and you will be worried about it. The the uh, nature of footballs; they play it every year. And uh, if you just completely uh, blow everything on one attempt to make the Super Bowl, uh, teams that do that are usually remorseful and they will have um, consecutive uh, losing seasons if they totally sabotage their budget in one of those seasons. So I think they do have to get their house in order. I don't think that they can afford to give Amari Cooper a three-year contract and then backload it into 2025 and 26. I don't think that that's a viable strategy. So I think what, what would be the best for the Cleveland Browns is if they can maintain the status quo, that they pay him his $20 million for 2024 and um, allow him to play out his uh, uh, option and uh, uh take off next year as a free agent. I think that might be the best thing. You know, we can try to re-sign him at that point. And we don't need to re-sign him a year early. Um, and uh, on the other hand, if there is a team that's willing to give him multiple years guaranteed at this point, if New England with Alex Van Pelt as its offensive coordinator is just an example, this is a hypothetical example, don't have any inside information that a trade is really in the works. But if there were a trade partner that was interested in extending uh, Amari Cooper for multiple years and uh, giving him guarantees, in other words, that are better than what the Cleveland Browns are prepared to offer, I think it's probably the right thing to uh, allow that trade to go forward. And then with the cap savings that result, then I think that, that it might be not a bad idea to try to sign 
a replacement wide receiver that's uh, a few years younger than Cooper uh, with the idea of, uh, of uh, keeping this player, this hypothetical player, for a two or three year period and have him be good for all of those years. In other words, this would be somebody that's like 26 or 27 years old and that we would expect to be uh, improving uh, over the length of the contract rather than having one good year up front and then trying to hang on uh, later on. So I think that's who the Browns should be looking at. should not be looking for a veteran on his last legs and giving him a three-year contract uh, that he may not be able to play out. I think they need to be thinking of a younger player, somebody younger than Amari Cooper, if they do make that trade, and uh, somebody that they can build with, not somebody that uh, will uh, uh, turn decrepit with old age, like me, um, in the next two, three years. So I, I think that's what the strategy would be. But the best thing is to simply keep him at the $20 million a year level. It's not as high as you think. There are other receivers who are getting more money who are not as good and even players that are older than age 30 that are getting these enormous cap charge numbers. So I think that the Browns can afford to hold on to them and they can afford to maintain the status quo um, and um, worry next year about whether they want to extend him or not. But for now, just let him play football. Uh, that's what I think is the most logical move. Um, don't want to cut him, certainly. Trade uh, only if there's really an interested trade partner that will do something to improve Amari Cooper's situation and also improve the Browns' situation. I kind of doubt whether that trade partner actually exists. Um, but if it did, I think the Browns uh, should consider pursuing that. Um, but I would expect there's probably a 90% chance that Amari Cooper will be back with the Cleveland Browns in 2024, and that he'll continue to be the number one wide receiver on the team, that he'll continue to be a threat to make the Pro Bowl, and uh, I hope that that's what actually happens. I'm just really so impressed by Amari Cooper and the season that he had in 2023. In many ways, it was his best season ever, surpassing what he had accomplished in Dallas uh, over, I don't know, he was there, what, seven or eight years, some, some number like that. He was there a long time, made the Pro Bowl several times, um, but this may have been his best year ever. Um, he really did a fantastic job for the Cleveland Browns, and I hope everybody appreciates what he did. Um, so everybody have a great day. Uh, that's all I've got for now. Uh, be blessed, and we'll talk again real soon. Take care.